1: Por tiempo limitado, precios de participación pueden variar válido para un producto de igual o menor valor.
2: Let's, knock let's 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 get away from from the, we've we've done an error on the wheel stages and there was really nothing to talk about it. But the knockout stages is where this court, tournament comes to life. And unlike the unlike the last two World Cups, this is one where there is genuine attacking play in the knockout phases. Teams are going for it. Right, the first half of the draw and the in the in the second round, it just goes all over the shop. The second half is a bit more cagier. And um, but there's still great games that are involved in it. Um, so at start we've got we've got Brazil, Chile, Nigeria, Denmark, we've Holland, Yugoslavia, we've Argentina, England, and that's the top half of the draw, bottom half of the draw is Norway, France, Paraguay, Germany, Mexico, and Romania, Croatia. So Brazil, Chile, it's an absolute hockey in by Brazil against the Chile yeah. side. You know, I it's, it's, it's men versus boys when it comes to this. Chile were exciting getting out the group stages, but this is men versus boys. And it's when Ronaldo and Rivaldo start to like this tournament up. and it's, it's, it's a bit like Baggio coming alive in the second round in 94. The two boys just start to really kill
3: the tournament at this stage. Right? Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> Obviously, ultimately, they get to the final, but um, I guess they're just displaying now, aren't they, what what they're really all about. Um, You know, is Chile... Is is Chile have missed the last couple of World Cups because they've been banned or whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess from their point of view, getting out of the group stage was probably, you know, their their, their goal and see where we go from there sort of thing. But, um, yeah, Ronaldo, I mean, that, that World Cup really was... You know, it was his World Cup, wasn't it? It was shaping up to be his World Cup. Um, he scores two goals in that game. Um, and then, obviously, we, we didn't get on to the final and whatnot. It was just a shame the way it all played out, ul- ultimately, because it really was looking like it, it, it was it was going to be his World Cup. Um, and look, they just they smashed Chile 4-1. Chile never really got a sniff. Ronaldo,
2: to, Ronaldo gets a hat trick in this game as well.
3: So it's like he's he's um Oh I'm sorry he doesn't no he has
2: two. Two, isn't he? yeah.
1: Really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Santel
2: that's two and Dungas yeah. sitting at the bottom of that midfield. That's right, that's right. Leonardo is, is playing as well.
4: Yeah.
2: And, yeah I almost forget that Babeto's is still playing this World Cup, like yeah. the mad thing that's going on. He scored a
4: couple
2: of them, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah, but I like, just complete because Rivaldo and Ronaldo in this, you just forget that Rebeto because he was he, he's the ninety four. Is singing the baby is, is right, baby, yeah. Man. But like again, they I think uh, did they have yet? Yeah, there was a chili were playing three at the back, so it's it's all as you said, it's all vogue at this bridge. So, but yeah, did, am I right in thinking no, Salas did play in this game? Yeah, for a second, but Salas hadn't played in this match, but just looking at there, no, he did. Yeah, I just remember to me anyway, this was there was a real. I remember the crowd had gone fully onto the Brazilian side, outside the France games. It was like, this is where it came alive. And it was that, that, it was that buzz when they played. And this was a late kickoff as well. This was a nine o'clock kickoff in terms of what it was. And there's always that feeling, night game, it's a bit like, it's, isn't it the Anfield Magic, you know, the night game when Brazil are playing with the sound of the drums and the banging and all that type of stuff. This is when Brazil really seemed to turn up and play their matches. And this was an example of what it was. Um, but before that, Italy had played that same day against Norway, Um what well, can I only describe described as—I said to you a second ago—like the top half of the draw was better than the bottom half of the draw. This is fucking, This is Christian Vieri scoring in the 18th minute, and then then Italy beating Italians and just rocking up shop and saying, "Right, best of luck to you and the Norwegian lads banging it from left full to centre forward standing in <laughs> the the right channel right and head onto some lad to come in and come. to Like Leon Artson is is in this. Bjornaby like we actually have a, a genuine interest in this Norwegian team because you've got you've got Bjornaby, you've got Leonardson now at this stage. Um we were linked loads of times with your man Flow as well. Do you remember? Yeah. Flo? We were always being linked to him and he was he was like the force to come out. Yeah.
0: But even from a Premier League like you You'd run Janssen and uh, Henning Berg for the United uh, the side of it as well. Like very familiar. Tor Andre Flo was the big stock in the show up front for them. Uh, <laughs> like So they were quite a familiar um, team to be playing. But I think at the same time, you never had expected Norway to to, to do anything. Do you know what I mean? they played Egil Olsen as the manager there and you know, he's just a hoofer. That's a hoofball merchant, the Does, Doesn't he
2: get the, the Wimbledon job after this World Cup yeah. like is that just show is yeah. you like weddings and all, doesn't he? I he's perfected his, his long ball
3: tactics. Umshar yeah. actually comes off the, uh, off, the bench, off the bench. Yeah. yeah. Straight for instrument. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like he knew something.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it was one of them, once Italy got a nose in front, they, you knew there was no no chance of Norway doing anything. You know, they weren't an attacking team. They weren't a, a team. Like we spoke earlier about all the creative sort of uh, midfield players. Mm. Norway didn't have them. You know what I mean? They've and, and,
1: and,
2: and, like, you, you look at this defence, these Bergamo right back, Cannavaro, and Costa in at centre back, and the Maldini at left back. Like, you're not breaking that down. No.
1: <laughs>
2: there's no one breaking that down. <laughs> it's just that simple. And strangely enough, Baggio isn't playing. Baggio, Baggio? No, no, no Roberto Baggio doesn't start this game. This is Del Piero has taken over and now was the number 10 at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So you've got Di Baggio and Dino Baggio as the two centre mids with Albertini as well. So they're playing a uh, 4 3 3. They're way ahead of their time at this stage. <laughs> right, so then the next game, next day was France versus Paraguay. And this was one, and I remember this. I was really excited about this game because this is like Paraguay going up against the the the, the, the house nation. And <coughs> this is the house nation without Zinedine Zidane. Yeah, all right. And this was also they started Henri in this game. There was a, there was loads of controversy this World Cup because Henri and Trezeguet are only kids. They're only twenty and they're only ever coming through from Monaco. I think Henri's going to enter Milan and fail miserably at this. Yeah. not event Juventus, Juventus. It was right. Um, Stefan Givash who I think has he gone from Marseille to Newcastle or goes to Mar- Newcastle? I think after this he goes. Yeah. After this, after Steve Ache was seen as the starting centre forward for the French team. Boy, and, and and this game, um, they give on Reed's start, but he's pulled out about sixty five minutes and there's nothing between there's literally nothing. To, there's a cigarette paper between these two teams for the whole thing. And it's because mainly there's no synod to Sidan. But i will go back to the I go back to me um the Steve McMahon and show they have nothing. He takes the down out of this team and it became ordinary without without a focus. Bernard Liverpool legend. Liverpool legend. Liverpool legend. Pleasants game. That's true. Pleasant game as well. But again there's, this is, Shilaber is absolutely brilliant. The one thing that stands out in my mind, he's pulling off says all over the shop in this match and it just goes right way through. And it was a Larry White header in the end that puts France through. Goal, oh, no, it a golden goal. Larry White. No, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah.
2: yeah. Larry White bangs in a golden goal. I think, was it the first golden goal in the World Cup history? It yeah, used to be. Well, yeah. Well, I think so. yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's,
2: it's the fourth golden goal and it's scored again by Larry White banging it in the top corner from a header. Um, but, like, when you look, again, you look at this team, I, I remember going through the French club and going, you've got Toran, Larry White, Destoye, and Liz Razu. Like, all the top teams in this just have defences that are just immense. And yeah. so like you, you can tell, if you can build on that, and they've also got Petit and Deschamps sitting in the defensive midfield. Like, yeah. Nobody's coming through them. Nobody's coming through them whatsoever. And um, Next game, Denmark and Nigeria. This is the Laudrup brothers. This is like Michael and Brian Laudrup managing to make it to a World Cup where they're both fit. Yeah. They're both on the wrong side of their career at this stage because Michael has gone back to Ajax. He's had his time at Barcelona and Real Madrid. But this was a brilliant Denmark team and this was a really exciting Denmark team. We've got Schmeichel who's approaching the peak of his powers at United as well. Yeah. But the main thing is, Schmeichel's is 34 in this World Cup. Mm-hmm. He's in the eight and he's 34. So mm-hmm. you don't think of him being that old because 1999 is, 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 is around the corner. But this is smashing down his team and every, but I think we all thought at this point that the attacking brilliance of the Nigerian sides were going to sweep away Denmark and Denmark just turned up and played the most amazing football and I remember being amazed by the two loud ups that day it was just like they were playing
3: in complete synchronicity between the two of them yeah they were well, brilliant absolutely you, amazing you, you must like you think about it the two teams that get through the group at Spain's expense mm. Yeah get dumped out straight away in the next yeah, round yeah. Like they must have been going you know they must have been going mad they must have been absolutely sick you know Paragu- Paraguay and Nigeria both get through and that's that's the end of their tournament in the next round sort of thing I mean that's that's sometimes like when you see these draws um, you know for work you know when you're in the World Cup and you you get one of these kind of. Uh, I, I know it's a little bit different nowadays, but you know back then, if you got one of these kind of, you know, wild card kind of countries, not yeah. you just don't want one of those in your group
1: yeah.
3: because they, you know, they they can turn it on, and you know ultimately that that they're not going to really progress very far. But you don't want them, one of these wild card countries in your group, and that's what Nigeria ended up ended up being, you know, to Spain's yeah. expense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I, like but again, disdain Danish team, just make a mockery of it and just pull them apart and destroy them and march into the quarterfinals. Next match we up we've got Germany against Mexico and it's just your your typical German oppressive football that just grinds Mexico into submission. And um, like the, there's nothing <coughs> major there like the, but I think they, they Mexico do go on and up in this game. Um yeah. Germany never looked like they were going to struggle. Like even though you know, you know, like if Liverpool go one 0 down, you're looking at it and you're saying to yourself, they're going to come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, in, in this, it's not. I and mean, they they just pile on and score two goals. beerhoff gets one and Klinsmann gets one. So it's like the two names that are, that stand around for the next twenty years of German World Cup football that don't. Then you've got Holland against Yugoslavia, which is probably one of the best games of, 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 the, of, the, of the second round of games you have. Yeah. You've got a mad um, Yugoslavian team, but you've got Miatovich and you've got Stojkovic playing for this Yugoslav side. Yeah. You've got Petrovic as well, and you've got Mihajlovic <laughs> at centre-back. They were like really, really good players. Mm. Then, but for the, for the Dutch team, it's like just an AR of stars. You've got Frank <laughs> yeah. Karr, Reutiger, Yapstam, Frank De Boer, Newman, David Seedorf, De Boer, Kaku over Mars and Bergkamp. You couldn't, and Gus Hiddink is the manager. That's it's big, like yeah, if you're going really to put a if you're yeah, going to put superstar team together, that is the superstar ta- team, isn't it? Like, yeah. To this day, you're just looking at every single one of them and they're all known.
0: Well, it's yeah. easy to look at them, isn't it? And I know we saw the touch on it earlier the amount of infoing that used to happen at Holland at World Cup, you could have a team full of 22 stars, and you knew they were just going to blow up. You know, they didn't have the minerals at all in the big tournaments, and whether it came down to race or whatever it came down to, you just
2: knew they were
0: always on the verge of just exploding within themselves.
1: Yeah,
2: there was was more. There there always used to be more than the Dutch crowd, but then then the next match... It, Holland cruise through they're 2-1 it's like they were comfortable right the way through even though the Yugoslavian team were a very impressive football outfit that was there but like the next game then is Romania and Croatia Croatia come through Davosukar again it's the second round that is starting to appear it's always these names that start to appear and become talisman for the teams but this is the Croatian side that, that sets up what's going to be a generation and even a second generation and a four generation of Croatian teams. You've got Stimac, Simic, Bilic, Stanic, Jarni, Boban, oh, Lerovic, man. and like, They are all, again, household names at this stage. But Was at that, that stage... Even without like, where the fuck's Prozenecki in this... Yeah.
4: he was. He was in that. He was in the group stage. I
2: think he was suspended yeah. for that game, was he? I think he was suspended. A, a bit like the, yeah. the he was for the game as well. But like, that was the end of the, Roma- the, 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 the that Romanian side because that, that you come back for the next four? I don't think Hadji do comes back at that side. I don't think
0: he's about to in this World Cup. Would be surprised. But
2: they're that, that takes it so. takes it down to the main event. Uh, England. There is only one game. Like uh, 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 the, the next match we is, is Italy versus France. We'll come back to Argentina and England, and you've got Brazil versus Denmark. Like, there's an argument that says those three games, Argentina versus England, Italy versus France, and Brazil versus Denmark. Sorry, Holland versus Argentina. Like, th- they're four of the greatest matches of all time in any World Cup. Like, when you talk about the Holland-Argentina game, you could do a three-hour pod alone on that match. <coughs> you won, and you've got that Bear Camp goal. After my, in the 90th minute, we're talking about two teams. Yeah. As Kluivert scores in the 12th minute, Lopez in the 17th, it's end to end football. It's I watched back half of that game and it's just it's mad watching it because you've got two total football toys going non stop at each other and yeah. just taking pops all over the shop. You've got two goalkeepers playing down the skin, you've got defenders making slow tackles and blocks all over the shop. You've got nothing between the sides, absolutely. Got
0: two teams of superstars, isn't it? <sighs> oh. <sighs> I'm looking at the line up there, it's unreal. The, the, the amount of star players in that game, that's can't get a power. like it's, it's ridiculous.
4: And then that, that Bear Camp goal, lads, is outrageous. Okay. That touch is outrageous. It's, yeah. it's like that one against Newcastle where he twirls around, Andy exactly. and he's Andy the twirls around. And you know he's meant it. It's unbelievable, and he just plays in the bottom corner.
1: But this is what's
2: happened with these four matches, because if somebody plays that goal and says nothing... You think France 98, right? Yeah. And I'll bring it back to the England game and Argentina. Michael Lowne, the run and the goal, right? Like That happens and you just, if somebody plays that moment, that's all you think. You yeah. think France 98, you say, where were you when Michael Lowne scored that goal? It was just incredible to watch. And I, I when I look back at this, I completely forgot that it was already won all of that stage yeah, yeah. Gets a, it scores a penalty after five minutes yeah Shearer gets one after nine minutes it's it's almost like people have completely forgotten what happened in the lead up to that Michael Ongong because yeah. the opening 20 minutes in that game was one of the most frantic 20 minutes I've ever seen in a football match despite the two teams and the two defences that were in front of them and it's mad it's pure is mad is this the first one
0: they've played since the 86 World Cup
2: I think it is yeah,
0: uh, you would be, yeah, future. yeah, yeah. And you'd all, I suppose, the Falkland stuff was all clouding over the 86 game. Then you're the hand of God.
1: Yeah.
0: And I remember at the time there was loads of animosity in, in around this game. And then even more so in 2002 then, because you the whole Bleeding Beckham Redemption show you to for oh. But um, I remember at the time of this, like, the amount of needle... And this game was unreal. And again, you're looking at it, looking at the lineups in these matches, my God, the quality on show in this is just outrageous.
3: Yeah. I mean, like, the thing, the thing is, is, as I was saying about, you know, we did want to avoid, England did want to avoid Argentina, and ultimately they get Argentina. Now, the funny thing is, if you look back at this, um, you know, just think what Croatia have become. Um, as Phil touched on, um what they become in this tournament, you know what they are now um what they 've become to England as well um ironically you know that there are nemesis now
1: yeah.
3: um and, and that that kind of that could have started all the way back in ninety eight had things have slightly turned out differently, but it turns out this is kind of the second re- second game of a kind of trilogy against Argentina. Um, and yeah, I mean, saying about remembering where you were when this game, I was actually uh, this just probably put a bit of a smile on your faces actually, because I was in um, I, I at this stage haven't been to the to the opening game. I was actually on holiday um, in Lanzarote, and I was in one of those you know most English of English bars that you can imagine in Spain, where the place was absolutely you know. Uh, bursting at the seams, full of England fans, and uh, obviously when Michael Owen scores that goal, as a Liverpool fan, you know, I mean, I, I went absolutely mental when when Michael Owen um, scores that goal. Um, but probably what sticks out in this game more than that for me than the Michael Owen goal is the, how that pub went off when Sol Campbell scored that goal. That never was. Oh, my God. I mean, the place just went upside down. And then it took so long to realise that it had been disallowed. And the disbelief as to why it had been disallowed. And you almost felt like there was an an inevitability there, that that England were going to go out after that was disallowed. You know what I mean? It was... uh, I still, I still don't understand why it's allowed to this day. Mm. But like the thing that jumped at me in this, and,
2: and it gets overlooked, the Beckham sending off happens on the 47th minute. Yeah. Shitebag, severity. The performance, but the performance that yeah. England put in is arguably one of their greatest ever.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, oh, man.
2: Now, it never gets the credit it does because they get knocked out on penalties. But you yeah. see, like, they go on to do... To, to, they were facing an Argentina side that has bad astute there yeah. and then they bring on Heron and Crespo. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about world-class talent coming off the bench and coming off the pitch to break down a tired England side, a tired 10-man England side. Mm-hmm. Like, God forbid I ever give England any credit when it comes to these games. But like they, what that English team did that day stands up to anything that any English team has ever done in the World Cup. i mean, totally honest with you, they were brilliant and I even felt a bit sorry for them. They were
0: brilliant, they were, but again, touching on it, they they played essentially with, you know, not a back five because you wouldn't say Darren Anderton was an orthodox fullback, but they went down to 10 men and if they were going to lose anyone you know not that Beckham wasn't you know he was an influential player he was a superstar on the Royals at that stage but yeah. you know they lost a, a player playing in central midfield who probably wasn't central midfielder and they just sort of battened down the hatches didn't they and they they really pulled together I thought I agree with you I thought you were brilliant after that um, after that red card and it was again I keep saying it but the, the quality you know it, there was there was no one hiding in that team, you know, it was a team of men. And I sound like Leighton Graham-Steuner saying that, you know, good men playing, you know, or Johnny Joyles, you know, honest, uh, hard-working players and all that. But Never. they really were. It was an honesty of effort, you know what I mean? They were, they were so bleeding strong and they pulled together. And you're right, against a great Argentina team. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can say, again, Argentina were a defensive team, but you have back to Steele and Claudio Lopez or Cresto to come on but you have Ariel Ortega and you've won Sebastian Verón as well in there so you could say like, they're quite defensive but their attacking players had a lot of freedom and to it's withstand always. that it, you know a lot of credit needed and it's a great for, forgotten performance by England because they went out because yep. the things that showing from that game is Owen's goal is Beckham's red card and as raised yeah. on Saul Campbell's this goal yeah
2: and that is this penalty
3: <laughs> <laughs> all, David, David. Yeah. And not only, not only David Batty missing the penalty, but the commentary. I don't know if you remember it. Well, you know, I don't know whether you would have listened to the ITV commentary at the time, but it was uh, Brian Moore and Kevin Keegan. And Kevin uh, Brian Moore um, says to Kevin Keegan, just as he's about to take the penalty, quickly will he score? And, you know, Kevin Keegan says yes, yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> ah, ah. it's almost uh, like that Steve McLaren moment yeah. uh, more
2: recently. Where he's oh, Keegan's
0: just an optimist, isn't he? <laughs>
2: yeah, the Italy France game is next, right? And it's a nil all draw, it goes to penalties. And France get thrown and penalties, and that's probably the best, I can, that's the best is, you know, of, of that game, like of, of all the players, all the creativity you've got Del Piero, you've got Baggio, you've got Zidane, you've got Yuri Jockey after that game you know, it just, it's just mad that it was that type of match where neither team made any real clear yeah. chances, yeah. opportunities and it was just one of those games where they cancelled each other out um, and it would st- set the stage for was it Euro 98 Thousand. Yeah, 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 it was normal, wasn't it? it? Was the final between the two of them? It was a vastly different final in terms of what was there. But as arguably the game, most people would even talk about the the Brazil Denmark and the the sorry the Brazil Denmark match was that the last it was
1: one.
2: Three, two, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, sorry, we're on to the quarterfinals now. Yeah. So that was yeah. France in the first quarterfinals. Argentina England was the last of the second round. But we're on to the quarterfinals. Yeah. So we've got there's not much to talk about that. But like then you've got two of the best quarterfinals: Brazil Denmark. It's 3-2. It's maddened. You've got Denmark taking the lead. You've got Brazil equalising out of 10 minutes. You've got Rivaldo know. then scoring. Rivaldo scoring the... Uh, was it a free kick he out of 25 minutes or was it... I can't remember which way it flows. But Rivaldo scores out the 25. Then Laudrup scores out of 50 minutes. And then they break Denmark's hearts with... Rivaldo scores again for ninth minute, And it's like... You're looking at it but Denmark kept pushing and pushing and, pushing and
1: pushing
0: and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Again, great teams like and I forgot all about this World Cup, you know what I mean? The the quality that was in it and Denmark had started. of I forgot all about them, you know what I mean, until we're talking, but you're looking at a great Danish team and you're right, the Lowdra brothers really were yeah. absolutely quality in this World Cup at this stage you know what I mean and it was great to see them you know as you touched on Michael's on the way down but Brian is really and I think he's he playing for Rangers at this
2: stage playing for Rangers yeah, yeah.
0: really at the peak of his end
2: um, Michael Over was le- having that Indian summer you know when you have that one yeah. great tournament that an agent like, uh, like Maradona was going to have in 94 yeah. like yeah. In the example, last of the fair, it's the last erratus. he knows it's his swan song, and he just gives absolutely Everything to a tournament, and that's what Lautrup does in this tournament itself.
4: When my be- glad to standing out for me hugely in, in this tournament for them mm. as well. I think did he get his move to did he get moved to Milan after this
2: year? He
4: was absolutely sensational. He was.
2: But you know, again, what the difference here is: one team has Bebeto, uh Ronaldo yeah. and can bring on the yeah. as 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 a substitute. Denmark only had Peter Muller as the starting centre forward and brought on then Eva Sand. As the, as the replacement from and that in itself is the key difference between the two teams mm. so it's like you're looking at it and you say to yourself if you're looking at what the difference is that is the difference between the two of them the players
1: look to the captain the captain looks to the manager and the manager looks to you it's time to be heard pitch is the new app that gives football fans the voice you deserve Get your views sent straight to media pundits, commentators on the club you love. From dodgy penalties to rating match performance, make your opinion count. The managers looking for something off and the fans agree. Download the pitch app for free today. Be heard. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged
2: and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the
1: total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.
2: And then you have the game. The game that this tournament is remained before and that is Holland against Argentina. Like this is the, like you've got everything that goes on. We know the final what happens in the final the whole lot but this Holland and Argentina game coming off the back of the England game obviously all the English fans have jumped on board the Dutch they they can nip on the ferry over <laughs> across it to back to down on the whole lot but this is like you've got two phenomenal attacking sides. Going back to what we're just talking about again and they just open up but again, it's a tight affair. But they go end to end. I remember going, Who's going to win this? I just I couldn't figure out who the hell was going to win this I and mean, they just go end to end and it's just madness. And there's there's the two sending off to this as well. Was did I yeah, right thinking yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. one yeah.
2: of the Dutch player gets sent off and then for Argentina you know, absolutely like, yeah. battered them for the best part of ten minutes. Yeah. And then they get somebody sent off. Oh Tiger. Yeah, take centre sent off. That's right. And then from where, then the moment happens, you've got the Frank the ball pass. It's like right, it, it is. It it isn't it. It is a Dutch centre back thing where they can pass as well as any of the centre midfielders, any of the, the attacking midfielders. Like it's it's very Van Dijk like stuff. It's, tall it's just football, feet. isn't it?
4: Oh. It's just beautiful. You look it? at these boys from, from, from Holland really or Netherlands, we go to Carfield. Only recently, we've come back from my and you're playing against, and I know we're going off track here, but playing against a kid, centre mid lads, and he was pushed to centre half within five minutes of the game. And I turned around to the coach and I said, More or less, why? And he says, He takes too many touches the ball. He's going to play centre half now for the next three matches. And you're looking going, What? And you want to see this guy that's head and shoulders, pinging balls around. A guy 12 years of age and it just shows you how, how it all comes through in later years in regards to their ability, in regards to their te- how technical they are. They can play in most positions and you just touched on it there, the Boers is is is, is, there. is, is a profit of all that.
2: To be fair, anyone listening to this tomorrow, if, if you haven't, if you're not old enough or you haven't, or you can't remember this World Cup if you get the opportunity to go back and watch one game from the 1998 World Cup watch Holland against Argentina it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant it's just a great football game to watch and the pace involved in it like sometimes if you go back and watch the 1990 90, 90 games or even some of the 94 games it's very slow this has a frantic pace to it it's Just it's brilliant to watch Jeremy gets Croatia. There's, there's only one thing to mention about this. This the Germans get absolutely dumped by Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> and and not not just they get battered. Like this looks like like there's, there's no words for this. This is like this is, this is Lothar Mateus' last World Cup and it's like it's, they're all over the shop, and it's like, it's just it's not a great German side. Let's be honest about it, right? And even though they they, they walked easily through the group, this is like they just get bashed. And this, as I said, this is the, the this is where you get your surprise team in a World up and that yeah. we had Bulgaria in the last one, and Sweden yeah. in the last one.
3: This is the the, the equivalent of these in, in this one here. Yeah, but yeah. no one sees it coming. Still, I know you say yeah. you know they, they were a the great side and whatnot, but you know, Germany, a Germany in in tournaments and there was no real sign that something like this was coming. Uh, You know, Croatia, obviously, you know, we know, we know what they are now, but back then they were completely, you know, Mm. they were just completely uh, unknown. And, um, I mean, Germany have a man sent off after 40 minutes, which obviously, you know, has some kind of influence. Uh, But, you know, um yeah i mean croatia 3-0 no one would have seen that in a million years sort of thing um you know there's two things that you look out for as an england fan you're always obviously looking out for england but you're always looking at germany and you're 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 always hoping that they they got they get knocked out by hook or by crook. but um yeah that was just a massive massive shock
0: so they had a very aging team, didn't they, in that World Cup game? Yeah. Well, I started at the end of a cycle, Neil. I'm looking at some of them now. Kopke was 36. Yeah. Cole, I was 32. Helma was 33. Olaf Tone, 32. They all played in the 90 World Cup as well. Andres Mola, 30. Matthias, 37. Kirsten, 32. Hasla, 32. Marshall, 32. And. Um, Klinsmann, 33. Stefan Reiter, 31. half 30. You know, even Tarn at we're 28, 29. So, there's a squad that were really ageing and they they just looked like they were running on fumes after, you know, maybe peaking at Euro 96. Exactly. And like exactly. this was a tournament too far for them.
4: Yeah. But it, it was again. an hour, 24 tournament kick. <laughs> it it was, was. <laughs> but this
3: is it, you see, when you win, if you win, you know, if you win a tournament, like, you know, they did two years previous, then the temptation is to just carry on with the old guard, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the problem,
0: th- a lot of them were there and had come to the end, like a lot of them were in the 1990 squad and were still there in the 98, you know what I mean? And maybe yeah. it was a time to, re- to freshen her up, but, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing as well, I suppose.
3: Yeah, did he, did he in that side as well? Yeah, yeah, he? Yeah. Did he imagine, yeah. so that's, that's Did he get his move to
2: Newcastle
1: after that or was he at Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah.
2: Right, so we've got now our semi-finalists. We've got Brazil and Holland, and we've got France and Croatia. Right. obviously everyone was expecting France and Germany and Brazil and Holland um, would have been expected or Brazil versus Argentina it wouldn't have been if, if that, if that had panned out I'm sure that the, all the money that was passed in hand if you look at how that lineup looks like you would have had mm-hmm. France versus Germany World War II repeated and then you would have had Brazil versus Argentina which is every um, Copa America that goes on ever but we've got, we got Brazil versus Holland and this, this again following on from the Holland-Argentina game Holland are, are, are brilliant in this match. But you have the brilliance of Ronaldo. This is the this is this is just a phenomenal goal he scores against against Holland in this match. Um, and it looks like Brazil are going to see this out until the eighty seventh
4: minute.
2: Mm. Cloybert, wasn't it? Yeah, Kluivert decides that he's just as good as, as Ronaldo and yeah. he scores an absolute bendy of a goal. It's just it's it's a sweet thing. And I like that. Whatever, like outside of Larry White's and go go, the goal to goal, the goal the goal does not like. I I always got the impression in this that pe- teams then become more fearful because of the goal and goal, and they become almost more defensive. They don't want to they don't expose themselves too much because if they do they may get stuck and they may get caught. Um, but then they go to the penalties and if England talked about a penalty shootout, they don't even come close to the Dutch when it comes to penalties shootouts because uh, <laughs> they're just impossible. Like if, you're, if you want to play, you want to get a team in a penalty shootout, Holland is your man because they're a <laughs> <out. laughs> the They need to get a few of the Irish there because we're bringing at penalty penalty shootout. Yeah. But like, yeah. like that lads, like, I remember this and, and, and looking at it and you couldn't you couldn't pick between these two teams. You, you literally, there was nothing to pick between them, and it was, it was too close. And that's how the game just pans out. And It's, it's, a, it's a good semi final. Sometimes you get brilliant semi finals. This is a good semi final, and it's a very tactical one. But ultimately, Brazil triumph on penalties. And I think they win. They don't even get to take the last penalty. They, I think no. they went 4 2 on penalties in terms of what's there. Kaku and Ronald Boer both missed the penalties, that's right. Um, and. Brazil. I have no I'm assuming Ronaldo and Rivaldo scored, then some random Brazilian lads that they found on the beach scored a poor penalty that was granted. Emerson and Rumble yeah. about yeah. the
0: runs. Was
1: it, yeah?
0: Yeah. But that was, Emmer, that was Emerson, the, I'm assuming the one who played for. Uh, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, it? Was it? Middlesbrough, yeah. No, no, not the Middlesbrough one. I'm assuming oh. it was the one who played for Real Madrid and Roma and where Leverkusen, oh, and Leverkusen. Yeah, 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 was. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And
2: then the other semi final. Haven't started off so well. Like the, the French side, I remember this fear, this game not being great.
1: Yeah,
2: to be totally honest with you. I remember the uh, there was the fear was that Croatia were such a good side that they may do damage and they could knock out. there was there was a fear that the that, that France, uh, being the host nation, getting so close but would miss out on what the final was here. And from memory, Sucre scores directly after half time, wasn't it? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, and, and Toran scored right after, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. When, when Sucre scores, I remember the absolute silence that fell across the start of France, and it was like it was it was almost like the war had ended. <coughs> to be, that's one of those sliding door moments. If Toran doesn't score so quickly after yeah. Sucre scores, right? What happens next? is anyone's guess because if you look at how the French rugby fans get on on their back when things aren't going away for them, that could have easily happened for the French. That's
0: a very good point, yeah, because I'd say the crowd would have started getting antsy at that stage and and I think it could have been a a different, I don't know, again, if your auntie had balls you'd be your uncle but Mm. I think it's, uh, you know, it is a great what if because as you've said, you see it in the rugby, they do turn quite easy, they're an emotional bunch and the fact that they just got back in front straight away just made all the difference.
3: Yeah, yeah. Do, do, uh, if you think about France, you know, after they get out the group, they're, they're not very really impressive in the in the rounds after that, are they? They're only they score a a gold goal, um, yeah, um, they're scraping through round after round, and then Penalty, they go penalties, down penalties down against, against Italy, and then. They 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 they
2: nailed a 2-1 the two one here. The on scores Like you're not going to get your you're not expecting your right back to score two goals to get you through in a semi final of a World Cup final, and that's after Larry White gets sent off as well, so he can't play in the final leader. He gets sent off towards the back end of this game. That was the one thing I'll never forget that because remember Leboff was playing for Chelsea, and the the whole thing was that Barthez used to kiss. Um, was it kiss Leboff said? Yeah. Well, he bo- yeah, yeah. used to
4: kiss the ball, yeah. The ball, He used to kiss
2: head, wasn't it? That's right, that's yeah. right, in terms of what it was for, for good luck or whatever it was. And poor old Larry White was holding on to the best end of his hair that he could. And um, so, like, I'm looking at it, and they're going, Give us starts, Trezeguet again, Henri comes on, nothing happens, and the lads go through, and the whole of France is happy. I think Toram, I can't even remember Toram's goals, like, I can't remember. Anything outside of uh, anything that France did outside of Zidane, the final, tell totally honest yeah. with you, yeah, yeah. I And mean, I know Zidane did lots of amazing things, but Zidane's real World Cup isn't until a couple of years later. But like this is this is this was the the the, the moment for him in terms of what it wasn't. They had Croatia, but like that takes us through Croatia get knocked. Like I feel sorry for Croatia because the lads did great, great. You know what
3: I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, they, I mean, I'm sure they were chuffed enough with what they ended up with. You know, mm. uh, they win the third place uh, playoff, don't they? They, they, yeah. they win the third place yeah. playoff. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and ends up as the uh, gold boot winner. Got, he's so, got six goals for for the golden boot. He so, scores. you know, you guys won the third place
2: playoff, and that's against, but like, I think... The, the, Holland don't take that seriously. They're playing lads like Zendin and stuff like that in, in, in the top place playoff, and they just go, yeah, whatever, that's great. And then the, the Croatian lads play everyone bar, I think, now Prozineksi gets to play in the whole place, but that's a little bit. Um, and then the final lads, the final, yeah. the final has, the final has two things. it will be remembered for two people, and one is, this is the Ronaldo final. Yeah, you can call like yeah. Dan. Zidane makes the final but this is the Ronaldo final to this day nobody knows what happens I remember watching on television going what the fuck is that and I just go, this is mental what was your thoughts
4: I remember the whole the big Nike fiasco. Uh, obviously, that ad had been uh, the the prelude to to yeah. everything, and, and that ad had been constantly played played throughout it. Obviously, Ronaldo got his couple of goals in 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 a previous round, and had heard carry on from a hotel that morning that that someone had been taken seriously ill, Then mm. we heard it was Ronaldo and it was pressured, and then obviously the aftermath was we heard that you know. We believe, for what we're led to believe, is that Knight's pressure to pay him to, to make him play in that final is, was, was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up torn, torn out to be an ADSV Knight final, which was also a big thing back then yeah. because, you know, but it, it, as you say, it turned out, you know, it was probably the, a bit of a downfall for Ronaldo at, at this time. Keith, can you hear me? Yeah.
0: Yeah don't know what's going on with my team. Um, this final was... It, it was built up. Um, I remember it as well. The, the whole thing had come out during the day, what was going on. and You just remember looking at it saying, there's no way... You know, you're know, you not going to get Ronaldo in this final. And you felt cheated. Yep. You know what I mean? And it was just... Is, is it going to be a real final? I couldn't believe it. And When he played, when he came out, and he just looked... Mm. yeah. Jesus they look like a shell, you know, and you other yeah, players, yeah. players didn't look good, you know what I mean? And again, yeah, the fringe mentality in the last game that they could have went to shoot when Croatia scored. And this was a kick up the arse that they needed as well. Yeah. That you know, to see their main man like this it was just like, like the this is a shot in the arm that we needed.
2: When when you see the talisman of your team looking at a shell. Like he, I, I remember coming out and there was the whole thing, and i like, oh, I hope he's lights up the stage. just hope he lights up and it dissolving rumours and stuff like that that weren't true. But like you could see that he was nowhere near what he'd been in the previous rounds, the knockout rounds, the the, the 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 group stages. It was really really sad to see see that because that we we deserve to see Ronaldo at his full power and Zidane at his full power. Because on the flip side was. Zidane suddenly steps up, and when the true greats always step up in the biggest moments. Yeah, and this is just immense. And like we when I see the goals, when you see Zidane's goals in this, you never forget again what World Cup it was yeah. Yeah. and what that meant. Because it's just like come at the error and come at the man, and that was yeah. this. This was Zidane's announcement that he wasn't just here to make up numbers. He's now arguably the best player in the world.
0: That's exactly it, and it was one. It, it's, a, it's a period, isn't it? Of um, they go into, you know, he steps up and this, hadn't been great in this World Cup, you know mm. what I mean? He's he'd been sent off, he'd had a few moments, but, you know, hadn't been what everyone expected. But when it comes to the final, he's the one that's getting the goals, and as you said, stepping up when, when needed. Important goals and important times. Carries that forward into the of 2000 as well. Um, scores the um, golden goal penalty I think, to knock Portugal out, not mm-hmm. it, in that and this steps up against England as well and another one late on. Um, so Zidane is the, the player to step up at the the big moment and that's what we see in the birth of that nearly
2: in this mm-hmm. final.
4: Which the is probably in a Champions League final key two years, yeah, two, years two years later I think uh, years the the Foundation
2: that Yeah. And this this is the beauty of of, of Dan. He just always when he's when he's called on, he always turns up. He always appears, and he always delivers. It's why he's such he he people don't talk about him being in the top three best players of all time. But he should be in that conversation. He doesn't have to be a centre forward to be in that. Like he makes he makes Juventus tick. He makes Real Madrid tick. He makes this French team tick. He makes the French he carries a French team. In a later World Cup, when he like, they had no right to get where he did. He gets into a final as well. Like he is, he is truly one of the greatest players of all time, and mm-hmm. deserves to be in the same conversation that we have around Messi, Ronaldo, Maradona, and stuff like that. Because he, he's just, he's, he's a, he's, a legend, and this is his, this is coming out essentially.
3: Yeah, and I mean, I, I remember in the, you know, in the lead up to the final, you know, Brazil were the big favourites, but even before the whole uh, kind of. Uh, Ronaldo uh, situation emerging on the morning of the game. Uh, I, I remember thinking, you know, uh, you know, France, there, there just seemed to be something about them and something almost destined that they were going to win that, that, mm. that World Cup in their own backyard. Um, they haven't been great, uh, but they just seemed to be, you know, and they didn't have a, a striker who was scoring five or six goals um, and, and, and carrying them through the tournament. Um, I think it was the margin and the matter of the win that was the yeah. big surprise, you know, a 3-0 win. Could have seen a cagey, you know, 1-0 or, you know, a gold goal or penalties again. But it was the fact that, and obviously the Ronaldo thing was a big reason behind it, but it was the fact that it was just, it was so comfortable and it was, you know, it was by far France's best performance in the whole tournament.
2: And it's also, people forget that neither Tresby or on replaying this game. Yeah. Don't we're do going to
3: substitute.
2: And Desti also gets sent off.
0: It's is it like still Givash, is it? it, it Givash kind of starts? starts. And, yeah, and yeah. they brought on Christophe Duguri. Yeah. 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 Calgary, the players, Viera and Bogatian come on as well. And it's, there's no way they're putting on 20-year-old Henry or Trezeguet in this, you know, it's get well, these suckers on. And, two two and goals up
2: each that's three we'll we make it stick and then Petit scores in the, in injury in, in time as well which to, to wrap it all up. Yeah. Of course, I got back to something Keith says and I said, we finish on, on this in terms of wrapping the World Cup. So, Platini's admitted that they um, fixed the draw in the group stages. Right? They said they, they fixed it so that they couldn't meet Brazil in any earlier phase than in the final. Right? Well, wow. so, and that's it's on record in terms of what's there. But, it's a Moroccan referee who gets the game <laughs> as a referee. And then I go back to, they're the only one that scores the goal to go. And, you know, there's, they have players sent off, yet the odd teams get through. <laughs> I think, I, to me, there has to be a bang of corruption of this World Cup. Because remember, there's, there's five people involved in this World Cup. You've got Joe Havalanche, Leonard Johansson, Seth Blatter, <laughs> Seth Blatter, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he was FIFA secretary, he wasn't the president of FIFA this stage, and you've got Michel Platini, who's the head of um, whatever it is. And you've we Blazer to, as well, is as well. I was going to say, the last one was France got this off the back of a load of bribes in 1992, which was confirmed by Chuck Blazer, who him and Jack Warner were taking getting presents all over the shop from France to, to he <laughs> a little cup of water by them. Um, so, you know... To me, there has always been a stink of this World Cup saying, is it as clean as people would love it to be? It's arguably for me the last true World Cup that I enjoyed because there was a lot of attacking football. Just all those great games we've talked about. It's probably the last one where you've got a lot of teams that have domestic players in terms of it, Italy are all domestic players. You've got the French team is heavily domestic in terms of what it is. The Bud team, a lot are still playing in the Holland. The German team, obviously based in Germany. You've got all this sort of... It's the last Real World Cup where the main body of the teams that you see in the later stages are the best of their own home league. Um, and then after that, it just becomes very global. So it's probably probably the last time the World Cup is seen as the pinnacle of, of the game itself because from here on out, the Champions League clearly takes over and the, and the club game takes over there but there is an awful stench of corruption after this World Cup
0: yeah but it's mad like if you think back to the at the time Platini was saying as this sort of nearly paragon of virtue this yeah. uh, you know uh, there's no way he's corrupt he's the ex-player he's you know he's the saviour of the uh, yeah. football and just mad how it, it pans out it was it was like the axes of evil all got to get of this one wasn't it like you'd named avalanche johansson blatter platini and and then the blazers and the uh jack warner's and all it really well, i haven't really thought about it but
3: yeah it's a stinker already
2: it is it's like when you, when you step back from it because it's, it's just too it's too mad the whole thing is a bit too mad <laughs> in terms of what it is. Um, right, we're going to wrap this up. We've got well, we've got eight minutes left, and we're into a two-hour pod. And I'm going to split this tomorrow and turn it into a 60 minute for the group stages and 60 minutes for the knockout stages. Right? But here's the quiz. Going to do something slightly different with the quiz. So, Ray, you're England. Right. Keith, you are Argentina. And Gare, you are Brazil. Right. Um, so. If you know the answer to the question, share it with your team, and you get the first opportunity to answer the question, right? Um, there's five questions. The winner is obviously the one that gets the most questions, right? Ray. Okay. Ray's gone. His batteries died. So it's down. So Ray's gone. So the next, the are down to just Keith and Gar. So we can just go Argentina or Brazil. Right? So it's back to traditional wars. So I add five questions. Here we go. All right. <laughs> oh Gav is jumping in he's, he's, he's jumping Gav is jumping in specifically for the quiz so which is fair enough Gav you back are you in? you're in yep. you're good cool man great, great to
1: have you yeah, great, great you, to man. have you there you go Mike back <laughs> yeah, thanks, good luck. Well, um, you're back.
2: I'll
3: just grab be if I go. go back.
2: <clears throat> so, you're England, Keith is Argentina, and guys is Brazil, right? So, the quiz is
1: simple: 12 questions. <laughs> 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 <sighs> okay right here's the quiz oh, yeah. cheers right
2: have you got your earphones in I have yeah okay excellent so here's the quiz right you're England Keith is Argentina and guards Brazil right if you know the answer share it with your team and you get the first chance to answer it okay. if if you get the answer wrong yeah you, ha- you have to sit out the next question right and we go until, until somebody time. gets three questions right right there's no there's no yeah yeah, 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 okay. That's what it is, right. Okay, so first question, lads. Three, four teams made a debut at this World Cup. Ugh. Right? Ugh. Croatia, Japan, Jamaica. Who was the other team?
3: Ego. Go on, right. Uh, I'm gonna say South Korea.
1: Incorrect. <sighs>
2: We go we've got a choice between Argentina and Brazil, who's next up?
4: I don't know. Debut, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go Brazil. <laughs> I
2: thought we'd hear most of this because it sort of went or, uh, I'm gonna go Norway. Okay, so you obviously need to know. Argentina. Argentina. It the tree. Who's tree? the three? The three the three
0: nations <laughs> It's Japan. Croatia three,
2: the three qualified for the first time Jamaica. Croatia, Jamaica yeah. and Japan there was a four team what was the four team uh, Tunisia ok now none of you got that right move on to the next question the right answer is
1: South Africa right. <laughs> right now next question who won the Fair Play Award Argentina
2: go on Keith France and England that's one nil to Keith well done um, next one <coughs> <That's laughs> right. who, who won the award for the most entertaining team in the football world cup in 1998 Argentina go on France. Jesus Keith you're on fire here that's 2-3 two, two, now you yes, have right um okay so moving it back what was what what stadium had the smallest capacity argentina mm. go on
1: the what's the
0: name the stadium or the sea the stadium i oh, forgot then the felix bollar you are not with
1: this one
4: brazil yeah. montpellier
2: do you know what the name of the stadium was, Gar? having a
4: laugh, no. I'm, going, I'm just going Montpellier.
3: That's why I did, yeah. Go in. Here
4: we have them?
1: The most famous. Oh, would you stop?
3: Keith,
2: you're out of this one. So, um, Gar, I'll give you half a point for getting the town right. And Ray, I'll give you half a point as well, because both of you went for Montpellier. It was Montpellier. It was the Stade la song. Stade episode. Yeah, okay. So, name... The Scottish match official that was Argentina, England, uh, uh, you was. yes, oh, Keith. Well done, you won the crazy got three of five questions. You literally won that. Which penalty you? I love you. Well done, <laughs> <laughs> right, lads. Um, that's been the 1998 World Cup. Uh, thanks for joining for everyone who's hung around for two hours if you have fair play to you I am going to bed now and I will edit this tomorrow there'll be two pods out there'll be one that covers off the group stages and the second that covers off the knockout phases um, Gab is back Gab you back Gab is back tomorrow night um, I don't know what the lads are talking about um, and then there's also the Gav and Andy random chats at some stage this week as well. that's
1: tomorrow oh brilliant Excellent, excellent.
2: So right, a two hour one. two hour one. Two hour pods are all the regular yep. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I spit wine on my floor. Hey, lads, I'm in so tomorrow. <laughs> right, um, that's been The Club. I've been your host, Phil Casey. Um, that's been Ray Dick and Dick and Dick and Dick and Dick and he's in almost <laughs> got enough battery left to get me out through this. I've got <laughs> Keith who's been stuck in a constant pot. <laughs> Keith, I have to say.
0: Donna, What's going on? <laughs>
2: You look like, what was your man's name out of Good looking fella. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fran.
2: <laughs> and that, of course, has been Gary Breen, the only man here who played in the World Cup 98 qualifier. It's been a club, we'll talk to you again next week. And next week, are we doing 2002 or are we going to start doing the European Championships?
3: Uh, where was 2002? Is that Korea, Japan? Korea. Japan, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is a uh,
2: uh, Robbie Keane, uh, isn't it? This is the Robbie Keane
1: oh, yeah, walk so.
2: yeah. up. Oh, Well, there is. I, I'm going to have to dig out the the fourth place uh, song for Japan uh, from FM104 uh, that I may have been uh, responsible for. <coughs> right, that's been the club. Thanks for watching.
1: We'll talk to you all next week. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a stark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickups. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select style ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohl's.com for details.